0: This is the XC's Top 5 for the last week in October 2019, where we cover top five stories this week in running, uh, one minute-ish for story. i keep this short and quick. My name is Michael Doyle, and I'm joined by Alex Sear. Alex, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Excellent. And Andrew Cruikshank. Andrew, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. All
0: righty. So, story number one. Shelane flanagan retires alex why does this
1: matter i mean besides the obvious she's a great athlete i think this is a big deal for american distance running and just world distance running the, the thing with Shelane flanagan is yes yeah, she was a 221 marathoner but she had some sort of star quality to her that i think is going to be hard to replicate you know she was obviously an author she was on tv she became a meme, an obvious meme. Fuck yeah. Thank you. And um, now the question, I think, becomes who is the American or per, just the runner in general who's going to step in her shoes? If we look at the States, there's no one right now that that jumps out. We have Jordan Hasse, who has run faster than Flanagan, but perhaps is hampered by that NOP scandal. We need another star. Perhaps it's Des Linden, but I hate to say it, she will have to get faster to fill those shoes. Ooh take
0: love this London. Uh, I compare, this is a weird comparison. Shalane Flanagan's like Luke Skywalker. Uh, if like you look at American distance running as like an analog to the, uh, star Wars universe, <laughs> I'm not a huge star Wars fan, but, uh, Andrew, do we have a, um, I am, yeah, do we have a comparison? Do we have a new hope? Do we have a new Jedi that can step forward and use the force for good?
2: Just, uh, yeah, it's uh it's brutal hard to <laughs> say um i i mean it's always it was so uh reassuring i found to, to see chelaine up at the front always there and, and competing um i know she's she's gonna still be involved in the sport she's coaching full-time uh with barman track club and she's been doing some commentating too uh commentating the uh the 159 kipchoge's performance but you know, we're going to have to look to, to people, as kind of Alex said, like Jordan his say, we've got Amy Craig and, and Sarah Hall too has had good performances. It's just, are they going to have the staying power that, that Shalane had?
0: Closing thought, you Google Shalane Flanagan... There are retirement stories from, of course, Runner's World and, and so on, but there are also stories from CNN, the New York Times, et cetera. So she was um, a transformational figure in running, inspiring an entire generation of women and girls to run and also kind of always in the mix uh, and growing American distance running. <laughs> Topic number two, embattled Nike CEO Mark Parker is decided he's stepping down or being forced out. We don't know exactly. He's leaving uh, in the middle of January of 2020, and he's being replaced by who, Andrew? Uh,
2: John Donahoe is taking over. Uh, He's a member of the board and used to be the CEO of eBay, so he's, we assume, a pretty tech-savvy guy. Um, This does bring into question whether this this move is, we assume it's tied somewhat to the emails with the Nike Oregon project, but... uh, but we don't know if that's the, the exact reason. With uh, with Donahoe, we're wondering if there's going to be a bit of a culture shift with uh, with Nike here. They're already kind of moving away from retail stores, your, your mom and pop, brick and mortar uh, running stores, and more onto the online kind of direct sale route. So we'll have to see what happens there.
0: Alex, uh, to that, what, what should we keep an eye out on in terms of uh, how Nike continues to evolve under a new CEO after 13 years under Mark Parker?
1: Well, if it's true and his background at eBay influences uh, that shift even further from retail to online sales, I think uh, this may be a bit troublesome for those, those running stores, coupled with the fact that athletes really want to wear the nike four percents and the next percents i've been last weekend at the toronto marathon i've been hearing stories of runners dropping their own ambassadorships and sponsorships with other brands just to wear nike so i think it's it's kind of obvious the more popular nike gets the more people buy online and the more brick and mortar sales people should be concerned
0: next topic this is a strange and sort of sad one A sub-elite runner by the name of David Freak here in Canada was popped for doping and has received a four-year ban. Tell us a little bit about this, Alex, and why this matters.
1: So it's a four-year ban. He cannot compete or train with anyone for the next four years. Uh, David Freak, got uh, after dropping out of the Ottawa Marathon earlier this year, was pulled aside by doping control and tested. It took a few months for the information to come out, but just recently we learned that he tested positive for what drugs, Michael?
0: Three different drugs. Initially, he said, oh, I took a nasal nasal decongestant, he told... It's the CBC that when they contacted him uh, or when he contacted them, maybe I'm not sure exactly who contacted who He
1: contacted not, them. He did.
0: Okay. And that's not the case. Uh, it was actually three drugs. Uh, one of them, of course, EPO uh, the other something called GW five zero one five one six, which is a highly essentially poisonous or dangerous substance that has been known to help performance in athletes, but is really bad for your health. And the other one, a weight loss drug, cuts you down pretty quick, but it's, again, extremely volatile, toxic to consume over long periods of time, and even if dried, explosive, from what I read from the Wikipedia, a little bit of uh, lazy internet research there. Andrew, what are we going to look for next in this story, and why does, it, why does, this, uh, why does this have import
2: Well, I think it's so easy in these kind of situations um, as a running community to just slap a kind of black and white label on this. We we see him cheat and, and we say he's wrong and he's terrible. But I think what we really need to look for now is the, the motivators behind all of it. Why did a sub-elite guy who's like a 230 marathoner take these drugs? What, what kind of motivated him to do that? And it also brings up why was he tested as a sub-elite guy? That doesn't happen very often. Good
1: question.
0: I and, mean, not, I'm not knocking. I mean, he, he was cheating. So, yeah, it makes sense that they, they grabbed him. But it's a big kind of lingering question in this story is like, why him? Anyway, uh, we'll just let that kind of float in the ether Yeah. Where does this go from here? How how many David freaks are there out there in the world? Both in terms of those who are maybe cheating and at that level, which is strange. And then the question is why? Why, David, why would you do this? Um, And I think that's something to keep an eye out for as like more of a mental health story than a cheating in sports story. Fourth one. We now have, in Canada here, we've got three women... That have qualifying standard for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Andrew, why is uh, why is this a big deal?
2: Well, uh, Alex, you were mentioning before before we started the podcast that uh, all we've never actually sent three women to the Olympics in the marathon as a as a country. So um, we now have uh, Dana Pitoreski, who uh, who just won the Canadian uh, marathon trials at the Scotiabank Marathon in, here in Toronto. Uh, last weekend, um, we had Lindsay Tessier, who uh, qualified by finishing top 10 at the World Champs in Doha, and uh, we had Rachel Cliff, who ran 226 and uh, broke the Canadian record back in March, which, uh, as we've just found out, is within the qualifying period, which started January 1st, 2019, so we've got a pretty competitive field of women that uh, could possibly all go to Tokyo, um, not to mention some other women who are just knocking at the door right now.
0: Could possibly be sent to Tokyo is, I think, the optimal phrase or wording. Uh, Alex, what are you looking out for from here on in with this story?
1: Well, in a strange twist of fate, Dana Pitoreski, who to some people was completely off the radar, is the only athlete who is uh, deemed sure of being on the Olympic team, given that she has achieved standard and won the Canadian Marathon Trials. Additional athletes are Lindsay Tessier and Rachel Cliff. That means they will have to wait for the final verdict of Athletics Canada.
0: And when does that come down?
1: That is in July, I believe. July 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. Okay.
0: And so I guess we keep an eye out on things and see how uh, Athletics Canada decides who goes. And I guess there's a lot of performances to come as well. I is think there are exactly, a lot of people yeah. that are going to try to get themselves in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melindy Elmore, who was injured and not able to run Toronto. And of course, Emily uh, Setlak ha- Talon has performed at a very high level and just missed the qualifying time
1: by only a handful of seconds. So and don't sleep on Krista Duchesne because she may be cooking something up in the spring.
0: Oh, inside information. Maybe we'll find out. Stay tuned on that story. Last one. Was this The biggest season in distance running history. Are we in the midst of the biggest season in distance running history? Alex, why is this season such
1: a big deal? Well, think of how it started. Kenanisa Bikili runs 201, and no one even remembers. Oh, yeah, right. He almost broke the world record. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and since then, so much has happened. Well, Bridget Kosky shaved almost a minute off Paula Radcliffe's seemingly untouchable record. That happens the same weekend as Elliot Kipchoge goes famously, 159. Then around there, we have the Toronto Marathon, where for the first time we have people running, um, not Canadians, but running in Canada under 206. We have the uh, Chicago Marathon with a slew of American men going around to 10. I'm not sure if we've ever had this caliber of running.
0: So much content, Andrew, so many things to talk about, so many storylines, really good for running. Uh, the cynic in me is like, is this the, the you know apex of, uh, of running and are we just all downhill from here? Uh, the hopeful aspect of me looks to head at, at 2020 and sees what, Andrew, what are we looking at in the future?
2: It does. It does really make you wonder. I, I mean, how how much longer can we keep kind of pushing the boundaries here and keep keep making it exciting? Our, our world record's going to keep falling, things like that. Um, but moving into next year, obviously, we're looking forward to uh, Olympics uh, in Tokyo, uh, which will be a big one. But the the real question is, what's what's the what's the ultimate goal now? What's the ultimate prize? I mean, the Olympics are still a big deal, and and you'll have. Ideally, Kipchoge, Bekele there competing for a gold medal. But,
0: but what if they opt out?
2: Exactly. I, that's the question. Is someone going to go after a sub two hour marathon in a legitimate marathon? Is that now the goal? Is that you? I Ooh. mean, you're going to get mar- you're going to get money for it, so it's you, a little more motivating than the Olympics, maybe.
0: You heard it here first, or maybe second, or fiftieth. I don't know, but I've never heard anyone say that before. Where Maybe some of these top tier runners peace out on the Olympics, uh, where you're not going to run that fast. It's just not going to happen for a variety of reasons, and instead uh, go for Berlin in the fall. Uh, I think that obviously the most money is going to be in London. Uh, they've got the biggest uh, they've got the biggest uh, budget for bringing in elites, so you have to think that there's going to be a a Kipchogi Kipchoge showdown and cost guy maybe will be brought over to see if she can lower her world record in london because they damn sure want those world records there but interesting to see what's going to happen next summer
2: yeah definitely
0: all right that's it for us thank you for listening to the xc top five where we will be doing this every week getting your top five stories of the week so keep an eye out in your inbox make sure to subscribe to the xc newsletter the xc.substack.com share it with your friends completely free to sign up and also we're going to get this podcast and a variety of other podcasts that we do into all of your favorite flavors of podcast app in the very near future so keep an eye out for that and make sure you subscribe and follow us on instagram and twitter at alex what is the Instagram and Twitter handles again.
1: The X C O R G, like the org. X C There we go. Phonetically, <laughs> the X chord. <The> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. <laughs>